Welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour, and we do love happy hour and the clinking of glasses and cheers to all you fabulous women who are fully living your lives at every age and every stage. And here's the best news, every hour is happy hour. So whether you clink cheers with your coffee mug or your afternoon cappuccino, remember as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Greetings, friends, and welcome to our Three Tomatoes Happy Hour podcast. I'm Kim Selby, the San Francisco editor of the Three Tomatoes San Francisco newsletter. Today I'm here to talk about one of my favorite things in life, fashion. And my oh-so-fashionable guest is Paul Jolch, who is also a style contributor to the Three Tomatoes. We had a fabulous interview to interview together uh, last year at this time. And it was so much fun, and we all learned so much that hooray, Paul is back. And today, we're going to take a little different direction and talk about self-care with your wardrobe, and so much more. And just a little bit about Paul, who is a personal stylist extraordinaire. The majority of his career was in retail visual merchandising for some of our favorites like Banana Republic and Gap. And he has styled photo shoots and corporate videos and worked with authors and speakers to help them with their public speaking wardrobes. And he has so many happy clients. He is amazing, truly. And welcome, Paul. Thank you so much, Kim. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm thrilled. And I know that there will be people listening who read your column regularly when you contribute to the three tomatoes and hopefully they also read your blog post because they have so much great information you are a rock star in the fashion thank you thank you (laughs) so i love the idea you came up with to talk about today which is a guide to self-care with your wardrobe so we all know that we should take care of ourselves those of us gals getting our mani pedis doing yoga eating right But what exactly does it mean when you say self-care with your wardrobe? Well, I think, I mean, self-care is a buzzword that's been tossed around, I feel like, a ton lately. And, you know, for a lot of people, it does mean the mani-pedi or yoga, or even for me, it's sitting with a cup of tea for five minutes of quiet. But I actually, as I was researching this topic a while ago, I did a quick Google search. And the definition, according to Google, is self-care is any activity that we do deliberately in order to take care of our mental, emotional, and physical health. And I think that's pretty huge, and it's pretty broad-reaching, but I'd like to think of it in respect of your wardrobe, because so much of your wardrobe is tied to how you perceive yourself. And how you perceive yourself has a huge effect on how you go about your day, how you go about your life. And I do feel like there are some things that people can deliberately do or plan to do to really feel better about themselves, feel better about how they look, and that will have a huge impact on their day. You know, I could not agree with you more. 
I mean, it, it's that same thing like when you put on an outfit and you just aren't quite in love with it. And then you, you just don't feel good about yourself the entire day. Yes. And I love how you work with people to ensure that everything in their closet they love. And I think it's really important. You're right. It, it goes so much deeper than just like what you wear. It's, it's also about how you feel. Self-care is important for how you feel. I think, I think it's, um, I know I feel good when I look good, you know, when I'm wearing my favorite cashmere sweater. <laughs> and it's, it's what I talk to clients about and people in general about when I'm speaking. It's about the relationship that you have with the person in the mirror. And you really need to take care of that relationship, especially for so many of us, that so much of our effort is put towards taking care of other people. And then we look at the concept of self-care as that, you know, yoga class that we can't seem to squeeze in or as the mani-pedi that we don't feel like is a priority. Um, and you have to get dressed every day anyway. So why not take the time to do some very specific things that will make you feel better about that process and really set you up for success in feeling great about how you look? Yeah. So what, I mean, I know that sometimes I'm guilty of, well, no, I guess I'm not really, I, I throw on my yoga clothes first yep. thing in the morning, but I do think about while I'm doing yoga poses, what I'm going to put on for that next meeting or lunch or, or whatever it is. But I know that because I'm a self, um, you know, I, 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 I'm a diagnosed fashionista. I get it. <laughs> And you are, and we care about what we wear, but I know some people just throw something on. And one of your tips, tell us that I, I love is, uh, you know, caring about what you put on. Well, it's, it's really, um, I mean, the first one I think, which seems pretty elementary, but it's, it's taking the time to get dressed and setting up your morning or whatever, so that you do actually have the time to get dressed. I mean, I know we all have hectic lives, I know for many of us getting dressed is three minutes in between the seven things that we do before we leave the house in the morning, but you're not setting yourself up for success with how you feel when you're giving yourself no time. For some people, they can carve out 15 extra minutes in the morning or are willing to wake up 15 minutes. I mean, for me specifically, there's days, there's days where I have to drive my son to work that all I'm doing is driving him to work, coming home and sitting in the office and doing things for my clients at home, in my home office. But there's most days where I'm driving him to work and I'm going to see clients. Those days I wake up 15 minutes earlier because I want the time to figure out an outfit. And if you're not a morning person, and I am not, um, <laughs> but maybe it's about you know laying out your outfit the night before, at minimum doing a first pass on your outfit. So you're at least hitting the ground running and not having the morning where you know, you plan to wear your cashmere sweater and a certain pair of jeans and those cute little leopard print boots. And then one of those leopard print boots has gone missing. And that was like the key to your outfit. And then you put on your black boots, but you're like, great, I'm in jeans and a solid sweater and solid boots. And I thought I was gonna be super cute and I'm not as cute as I know I can be. And that just gets you in a headspace of at least starting your day not on the best note. Well, I think that's a wonderful suggestion. I mean, I used to do convince my kids to do that when they were younger, put out their clothes the night before. 
And I think that's such a val valid and valuable suggestion. Even if it's raining the next day and you're not, you're not anticipating it, then you can just swap one thing out, your shoes or whatever it is. But spending that time the night before that, that is like such an easy suggestion, but we don't think about it. It's Great. so easy. And I can honestly say it is one of the hardest things to get people to do. Yeah. And it's the logic of, I don't have enough time in the morning. When do I have more time? 10 minutes before I go to bed. I'll just do it before I go to bed. Logical, but so many people don't do it. And then they just sort of muddle through hoping for the best. And hoping for the best is not the way to feel your best. Well, I get that. I definitely get that. One of the things you do, which I like so much uh, for your clients, is you'll do uh, pictures, a picture yep. board for them of their specific outfits. And I mean, that could be something that someone who can do who has not utilized your services, just like maybe they can just take pictures of favorite outfits and go through them themselves and then say, okay, I'm going to wear this outfit today. But and that's exactly what I recommend. That's another thing that I sort of have in my list of things about self-care with your wardrobe is creating some outfits. Take some, when you have, you know, let's sit, let's talk about those leopard print boots because I just put them in my head. Um, I have them in my have those boots and you're not sure how to style them and you don't give yourself a chance in the morning. Well, if you want to wear them, take some time on the weekend, pull them out, grab a top, grab a jacket, make an outfit that you love, take a picture of it. You're basically doing what people pay me a decent amount of money to do, which is creating a lookbook of outfits of clothes that are already in your closet. It's, it's a great way to do it when you have clothes that are a little bit harder to outfit it. It's a really important thing to do for special occasions, of course, um, but it just is another step to making things easier for yourself. And that's really being kind to yourself by making some specific time set aside, let's say just an hour on the weekend to just say, I'm just going to play with my wardrobe a little bit, lay out a few outfits and photograph them laying on my bed. Yeah. And you know what? I am not trying to promote you, even though you're a good friend and I want to promote you. But if people are listening and interested in working with you and they do not live in the San Francisco Bay Area, I know that you can look at someone's closet through the computer. Oh, yeah. I work with clients remotely throughout the country. It's a little bit of a different kind of process, but I definitely have clients. I'm based in San Francisco. I have clients in Atlanta. I have clients in Texas. I have clients. I have a client in New Mexico. I have people all over the place. Um, and I can definitely help them figure that out. It's just I'm not laying out the clothes and photographing them. I'm doing it in a little bit of a different way. But totally, I can do that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's valuable. You know, I consider myself pretty good at this, but boy, you come up with great ideas every time I have asked you. Thank you. So I, I, I think your services, I just love that idea of taking the pictures too. I think that's great. But Well, it's just because people somehow feel like they're going to remember stuff. I mean, <laughs> I even go down to the fact of, you love what you're wearing one day, take a selfie. Oh. Remember the outfit. You liked it. You felt good. Oh, good idea. I like yeah. that. Good tip. Good tip. Yeah. Well, and since some of us listening and leading this are over a certain age, we tend to forget things, you know? Yeah. And you can be like, what top did I wear that works so well with that jacket? I mean, 
I do it for social media purposes, but I take a picture of myself almost every day. And there are days that I have no inspiration to, on what to wear and I'll look through old pictures. Oh, very good. Very good. You know, it's interesting. You said something about, yeah, sure, for a special occasion. You know, it's true. We do spend a lot of time if we're going to a black tie event or a cocktail party, yep. getting the right shoes and the dress and the earrings, et cetera, before, and the handbag before we go. But we don't tend to do that on a regular basis. Well, and I 100% I agree. And I can guarantee that there are tons of people out there who have put more effort into getting dressed you know, for their niece's wedding than they have into their regular outfits over the course of a month. Right, which is what we wear more and more people see us, yeah. in, you know, in our regular clothes. Exactly. Right, but anyway, sorry, tell me some other things about self -care. Oh yeah, um, I mean, one thing that I think is big, and again, it sounds super elementary, but I'm gonna honestly say none of this is rocket science, it's just taking time. And one of that is taking care of your clothes. I mean, I'm always telling people that if you take care of your clothes, your clothes will take care of you. But I have been in hundreds of closets. And I can say that there are some things that people don't readily do within the realm of caring for their clothes. And caring for your clothes is really honoring the investment you've made in your wardrobe. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can speak for you and me, Kim, that we like nice clothes and we have really expensive tastes. I know. And when you do invest, or even any, any amount of money you're putting in, it's worth it to spend the time to be nice to your clothes. And it's simple things like, when you get a stain, don't throw it in the hamper, deal with it then. Otherwise, it's gonna sit, it's gonna ferment, so to speak, especially <laughs> if it's a wine stain, and you might never get it out. Or other simple things, like I go into so many people's closets and they're super crowded and the clothes are squashed together. So every single time they grab a blouse, it's wrinkled. And either they commit to being wrinkled that day or having to steam the blouse. But that's just not being nice to yourself, it's not being nice to your clothes. I don't iron ever and rarely steam because I give my clothes enough room so I don't have to take care of them when I pull them out in the morning. And that, well, just, yeah, requires getting rid of stuff you no longer wear. So yeah, that yeah, yeah. little closet has room. Exactly. And, and another quick tip on that is like, another thing of being nice to yourself, have you ever, you know, gone to put on your jacket and that's when you realize the button fell off? Yeah. Yeah. Little things. When you realize it falls off, if you can't sew a button yourself, take it to the tailor and have it done. Or as Kim knows, I have a pair of boots that zipper <laughs> fell off right when I was with Kim. And that's now, I was text honestly, I was texting Kim yesterday to find out because she said she had a really good shoe repair guy. And that made me realize that I have not fixed those boots. And it's been like six weeks. Yes, it's been. And I love those boots. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting and I found, which is so embarrassing since I'm over 60, I put I will sometimes put something away if I've worn it just briefly and don't realize that there is a stain on it. Yeah. Oh, that has happened to me. And it makes me so angry. I pull it out and then take it to the dry cleaner in there. Look at me like I'm nuts. Why didn't you bring it <laughs> away? Because I'm, my eyes are aging and I didn't see it. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, that That's just, I think, especially if it's something you love before you put it away, this is just my new thing I learned uh, last week. 
check it and make sure it's in decent condition before you put it away. Yeah, and just, I mean, I have running, I have a bench in my closet, in my uh, bedroom, and I just have a running pile for alterations and for dry cleaning. Mm, that's great. And, and once, then do you, do you have a pile for giveaways too, or do you just wait on that? Uh, giveaways, um, I have learned, speaking specifically to that, I used to wait until I would go through my closet and now I have learned when I don't like it in that moment, I need to put it in a giveaway pile. That pile sits in the garage, so it's away and I can't touch it again. <laughs> um, I walk it straight to the garage and put it in the donation pile. I, I mean, I think that's an excellent idea. I do the same thing. I do get rid of things. And as you know, I am not shopping this month and it's one of the yep. hardest months I've ever had in my entire life because but that's, you know, it's a good thing. And, and that brings me to something that I know uh, you are, you drum into people's heads, which also is self-care. And it's about figuring out what you need. Yes, right? it's huge. Whether you call it figuring out what you need, whether you call it shopping with intent, whatever it is. The analogy I always use, I've been doing this for seven years, using the same analogy. Most of the time when you go to the grocery store, you're going with a list. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, when people go clothing shopping, they do not have a list. And that, that would means- be true. And you yeah. know, me not shopping this month, I can't wait to shop again, but this time I'm gonna know. I really highly recommend people take a month and not shop, you know, if you're a shopaholic like me. Yeah. Um, because I, I've listened to you, and I think that is vital. But you need to know what you need. Yeah, so you need to, I mean, definitely, of course, it pays to go through your closet and see what's lacking or what's not. If it's not obvious to you, I say you put a pen and paper on your dresser or you have a running note in your phone. I have a running note in my phone on this. Mm -hmm. And when I'm getting dressed and I feel like I don't have what I need, I write it down. And you might not know that it's the leopard print boots to bring those up again. But you might know that it's a cute pair of shoes that add interest to a solid outfit. And it, that's enough of a hole that at least you're narrowing your focus when you do go shopping. Mm. So you're not just saying, I need shoes, but you're saying, I'd love a pair of print or colorful shoes, and this is the main color palette of my wardrobe. So it's just, it's going with a lot more direction um, shopping, because one of the biggest challenges most people face when shopping is that there are too many choices and they don't know where to look. Well, that's very true. I, and I, yeah. I mean, I don't always go shopping for what I need. I go shopping because I want something unique or different. Yeah. But something I've heard you say, and I think this is what I need. I feel like we're just having a conversation about us, but <laughs> no other people are going to get uh, inspired by this but you also talk about finding style inspiration and what i'm thinking in my head is that i need to create a folder on instagram instagram or whatever of things that i like so when i'm out looking for something unique i have an idea that just came to me just this second yeah, yeah. no but i i totally agree with that and i would say one more step what? is creating that folder on instagram where i'm a big pinterest guy um but is before you shop reviewing that and sort of creating a little bit of a list that if you're looking for unique knowing that it's tops or jacket or bottoms or shoes if unique to you means color or detail or print or whatever it is 
just again, shopping is always easier when you can narrow your focus. So really honing in on what inspires you and what you want to look for. Yeah, I think it's what inspires me. You know, some people go looking for their, whatever, their basics. Oh, they yep. their black cashmere sweater wore out. They have to get a new one. That's kind of, I mean, I do that, but I like unique and different. And um, if I could afford you, I'd have you in my back <laughs> pocket all the time. <laughs> we can go shopping. <laughs> to go shopping with it. Yeah. Because I do like the unique you know, and it's not about what I need, but I really like to look current. So there's that other thing about, uh, I'm steering away from fast fashion, but I don't want to spend a fortune on things that are current, you know, so. Well, and when you, when you narrow your focus, you can definitely, when you, so I'm going to go on two things that you just said. Number one, that you, you've got the basics covered and that's not what you're looking for. That's great. Cause there's no big needs that are keeping you from getting out the door in the morning but you're looking for stuff that inspires you. So that can just be something general in your head whenever you're shopping. And then you can hone in on that stuff. You might not find that stuff in a super targeted trip because one of the most challenging times to find inspiration is when you're looking for it. Right, right. But at least, at least it's some guardrails around what you're looking for that you are crossing off the list Super basic, super simple stuff. You can easily walk by it. Yeah. I, and I, I, that's a really good point. I know that's, you know, I'm actually trying to train myself to think ahead so that at the last minute when I do need a dress for a wedding, I'm not buying something just to have something too. Correct. Yeah. Especially on those special occasions. I mean, again, another uh, grocery store analogy, you know, you don't go food shopping when you're hungry. No. You don't go shopping for clothes at the last minute when you need the clothes. You go shopping for the occasion dress closer to when you get the invitation rather than the weekend before when you're desperate because I know there's many tomatoes out there who have a closet and in the back are those six dresses that they've worn once or twice and will probably never wear again. Well, see, now that's the problem. I know this is off topic of self-care a little bit, but I don't want to wear the same dress to weddings this year yeah. that I wore to weddings last year. So let me ask you, what, are your, what is your opinion on renting? I think renting is a great option for special occasion stuff because it, it tackles a couple things. It has you not investing the bulk of your budget in the things that you don't wear often. You know, you might be paying $100 to rent a dress that you really love, but you're not buying that for 500 at retail. Right. Which is a much better deal. It also allows you to be a little more adventurous because you're not committing to keeping it in your closet. That's true. I go back and forth on it because I feel like if I find a dress that I want to buy, I mean, that I want to rent for $150, I'm like, ugh but maybe I could buy something on sale for $150. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, there's no solution to that and nobody needs to. Yeah. Then it, it, then it gets down to not just the money you're willing to invest, but the time you're willing to invest. That's true. Yeah. Like it, uh, there's many points in my life when I have said like, would I pay someone 50 bucks to do this for me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> then I'm okay spending 50 more dollars on whatever I'm doing. 
And that's how I think of it. Cause you know, I mean, time is precious and, and within the realm of self care back to our topic, it's, would you have the time for the Manny Petty if you didn't have to spend two hours scouring online because you were looking for that ideal dress at under a hundred dollars? Right. That's a very good point. Yeah. It's, I mean, I have clients who do a lot of online scouring mm -hmm. and I just tell them you need to be willing to devote the time because that's a different kind of shopping. Whereas rental, you can sort of narrow your, again, narrowing your focus a little bit more, also using filters, whether you're online shopping or online looking to rent down to silhouette and color and all that stuff. So it's, it's less choices make it easier to make a decision. But to get back to your question, I think renting is a super useful option for special occasion stuff. There are places that allow you to, you know, grab the two sizes. So you, ideally one of them is gonna fit you if it's in a brand or a designer that you haven't checked out before. Um, I think that the, the rental industry, so to speak, has definitely grown um, in the last few years into much more user-friendly than it was even five years ago. Yeah, I, I did rent a dress for a wedding um, on the East Coast a couple of years ago, and I had two sizes sent to the hotel there. Yep. You know, where I was, so I didn't even have to bring it. It was awesome. Yeah, it's just, they're doing things. They're, they realize that it's definitely viable, and also in the respect of people not overbuying and then having clothes that end up in landfills or whatever, it's a way that multiple people can get use out of the same garment. Yeah, I think that that is really, yeah, I, I actually really like the idea of, you know, sustainable fashion. You know, I haven't shopped a lot in, in um, what's the word, uh, <laughs> the brain, the brain has gone, uh, not secondhand stores, but you know. Like resale uh, and stuff? Yeah, resale and all that. I mean, I shopped, I actually did get one dress for a wedding at a, a consignment store, consignment. Uh, but I do think that that is really the way of the future. Have you ever taken a client shopping in a consignment store? I have not taken a client shopping in a consignment store just because it's a completely different kind of shopping. Um, and it's definitely much more time intensive. Mm -hmm. And so it's definitely someone paying me to possibly spend a couple hours to find those one or two great things as I mean, I'm just being candid here, as opposed to when I'm shopping with someone in a quote unquote regular store, and in the two hours, we're finding 20 things to fill out their wardrobe. Yeah, no, I get it. I totally yeah. get it. That's, I mean, that's what I was thinking is that, yeah. wow, that's a lot of money to do that. It would have to be stuff. But I think it's important to not waste clothes. And I know you're of that same. Element. Oh, definitely. I think it's, it's a viable option for a ton of people. And I do have one specific client who, you know, essentially has that luxury taste, but not that luxury budget. Uh -huh. And so how we work together Are is... Are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> how we work together is I tell her the kinds of things... She's one of those people who has the time to look. So I tell her the kinds of things to look for, and then she finds them. And then she'll gather stuff. I'll go over her house and we will weed through it to see if she should keep it all or if there's things that she should return. And then I'll make her outfits with all that stuff. Oh, that's actually a really, yeah. that's a really valuable use of you. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I proposed to her when we first started working together is I just, it's a lot of time that I don't know if someone's willing to spend paying me an hourly rate for that kind of thing. But what I can do 
is say, these are the holes in your wardrobe. These are pictures of the kinds of things you should look for. Now go forth and look for it. You have the time because, I mean, the challenge with definitely the resale market is, you know, I find this amazing blazer, but it's not in their size. Right, exactly. And, and there's only so much you can do with alterations. If it's one size too big, it's one thing, but three sizes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I agree. I would, I would really love as, as we become so much more concerned about our planet, which we should, I would love to do that. It's just the time to go from resale store to resale store is not like they're all in a mall. Correct. Well, and I think also with that being concerned about the planet, it is a point that we brought up before regarding self-care, which is caring for your clothes. If you're mm -hmm. kind to your clothes, they're not going to wear as quickly. You're not going to need to replace them. And that has less clothes being made out there because there's less demand. That is such a good point. And I hope everybody take care of your clothes. Yeah. That's I mean, really important. And don't buy a ton buy what you know you're going to wear don't like i'm like preaching to the to myself here <laughs> you know hello but do not buy fast but fast. it's even down to what we were talking about around you know figuring out what you need and i often call it shopping with intent mm -hmm. is that you're setting up the situation where you're gonna buy what you really need and will wear as opposed to accidentally buying things that you don't need because it's easier to buy them. Like, I mean, I have clients that have like, you know, a dozen white blouses. I could justify a handful. I don't know if I can justify a dozen. That logically makes sense for someone depending on what they do, you know, uh, work, weekends, et cetera. I'd but for some people, and wear a yeah. white shirt and black pants all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for some people it's easy to buy and when they go shopping and they haven't bought anything, they get nervous that it's been unproductive, so then they'll just buy anything to feel like it was productive. Yeah, I think we've all been there, regardless yeah. of yeah. how. And I feel like, careful. you know, shopping and not buying, I just call it research. Yeah, I, I mean, I actually love that. Sometimes I really enjoy that if I have time. You know, it's a lot of time, right? Yeah. Because sometimes you never know what's out there until you go in the stores. No, and sometimes I'm going shopping specifically. I know it's a window shopping trip. Like my husband and I will go out to lunch and go into the city, go out to have a nice lunch and just wander stores that we know we're going to, that we know we're probably going to wander, but not necessarily without any goal and with no big plan to buy unless something like pops up that's on our list, on my list, I don't think he has one, um, in our head or whatever it is. And those are the trips where it's more about, because that's what we love to do. So it's in that case, it's us deliberately deciding that shopping in this respect is a social occasion, not procuring clothes. Got it, yeah. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people hate shopping. You and I are not yeah. those people, but- Well, they're just not as good as we are. Yeah, exactly. We happen to be really good at it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it's like. It's been 21 days. <laughs> I, okay, I'm gonna- be very honest on this Three Tomatoes podcast. I was attempting to join Kim, and what she doesn't know is I bought two things last week. Oh, I hate you. I know, and I'm going to justify it the same way my clients do. Okay, this, this is completely off topic for the podcast, but you know those cute green pants that I wore? Yes. I found them in black on sale in my size. Oh, well, you just had to buy them, right? 
Yes, and we weren't even shopping. We were looking for a gift for somebody. <laughs> I am standing strong, folks. You heard it here. Ten more days. holding down the fort, so to speak, for all of us. Yeah, February 1st, though, watch out, world. Oh, here my God. Go. I'm scared. <laughs> I'll call Nordstrom and tell them to be prepared. Well, with a little help from you. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I'm only going to shop for what I need or what I think is absolutely adorable. By the way, come on. I know we're talking about this, but what should we be buying this year? What? What's? Come on, give us the scoop. I mean, honestly, I know everybody comes to me and they're like, what are the trends for the upcoming season? And I honestly haven't even read about spring trends yet, but I feel like buy what you love. Yeah. Like trends are definitely out there and trends more dictate what the selection is. And yes, I know we talked about leopard print last year and I've talked about it three times already today, but I will bring it up for a fourth time. If you love it, go ahead and buy some more. If you hate it, don't buy any. No one's telling you you have to. Well, what I love about it is I wore a cashmere leopard print cardigan that I have had for 12 years, at least, and it looks brand new. So leopard, I, I think we can safely say it's always going to be a Leopard is a neutral. Yes. But that's something else too. Within the self-care and also within the um, not having more clothes in the world than need to be. Yeah. Being true to your likes, regardless of what fashion tells you. And then you're not buying something new just for the sake of buying something new. I know, but it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> It feels good, but basically buying something new that you want. Yes, exactly. Regardless of what fashion is telling you. I definitely have people that I've worked with that will shop because they feel like they need to buy it because all their girlfriends are wearing it. Oh, yeah. No, I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that either. Yeah. You know, you remember the statement sleeves of a few years ago? Mm, yeah. That now are gone because you got them so dirty because your sleeves were dragging into your food for a year? Yeah, and that cold yeah. shoulder thing. Oh. oh. And again, all you succeeded with that was having cold shoulders. <laughs> I don't want cold shoulders. It's so 2019 anyway. <laughs> no, that is, I think, 17. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, well, we're nearing the end of our time together. Oh, so Paul, this is so sad because we'll just have to do it again. Yes. But uh, are there any last parting words of fashion wisdom that you would like to leave our listeners with? So I'm going to say one that's going to be painfully unpopular because <laughs> I'm leaving you guys now. But organizing your closet is the way you will discover what you need. It's the way you will discover what you like and what you don't like. It's the way you will discover what is in poor condition and needs to be fixed and what holes you have in your wardrobe. If you're going to invest time, organize your closet. What would be the first thing, I mean, I know, but what would be the first thing you would do, have someone do? The first thing I would do is organize it in by type. Get all, because I go into a lot of messy closets. Get all your tops together. Get all your pants together. Get all your jackets together. Get all your skirts together and all your dresses together. Then within your tops, categories by sleeveless or categorize by sleeveless and short sleeve and long sleeve. That's being nice to yourself because in the mornings when you're going into your closet and you say, I just need a sleeveless top because I'm throwing a cardigan over it. You have six inches on the bar that hangs in your closet 
as opposed to scrambling throughout your entire closet to look for it. That's great. And I know you also suggest, which I do, I've always been a big proponent of organizing by color. I, with, within those classifications, yeah. then colorize. Right. It just makes, it's another form of self-care to me anyway, that sometimes people's closets are so visually busy that it's overwhelming. <laughs> the colorizing just calms down the visual frenzy that a closet could be and makes it just a little bit more of a peaceful experience. That is those are wonderful words to close by. Yeah, thank you. All, because you don't have to go in and organize their closet right now, unless they want you to, and then of course you're available. Yes, I'm in a closet tomorrow and I'm in a closet on Thursday. So Paul, um, what is your website? Tell everybody. Yep, so my website, I will say it and then spell it. It is <laughs> herbsuburbstyle.com. That is U-R-B-S-U-B-U-R-B style. Dot com and on there you can find all my old blog articles there actually is no blog article on this topic um, as well as you can sign up for my newsletter and of course you can find out different ways to work with me yeah I mean Paul is amazing so anybody with an interest in looking fabulous and doesn't love doing that for themselves I highly recommend you contact Paul thank you and if you all loved this podcast, please share it with others and sign up to, because we just have fabulous guests like Paul. And I'm going to say a huge thank you to Paul for your time today and sharing your fashionista wisdom with all of us. You are so welcome. I was happy to be here and I look forward to when we can do it again. Thanks. Bye. Bye.